Hey guys, we are so glad you're here with us at Journey Church Online. If you're interested in getting more information about Journey Church, we have a messaging service where you can text the phrase, My Welcome to 94000. This will help you get to know a little bit more about Journey Church. Journey Church, everybody doing good? Merry Christmas, everybody good? All right. Well, uh, welcome uh, online if you're joining us today, man. We're so glad you guys are there. We've had a great following so far this morning online, and uh, we love to see families connecting. If that's the only way they can do it, man, just coming on and just being a part of it. And uh, so, man, we are excited about what God is doing this Christmas season in the life of our church. Uh, we are in a series called Christmas, kind of with a question mark and. We know that oftentimes there are questions that uh, pop up in people's minds about Christmas. Uh, you know, why? You know, what's the big deal? And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we kind of looked at the real meaning of Christmas, and it's love. You know, that is what Christmas is about. It's God's love. And, uh, and then last week, we celebrated Christmas. Really, what is, you know, what is the big deal about Christmas and why the big celebration? Well, last week was a good picture of that. We saw nine people go through the waters of baptism. We saw two or three people put their faith in Christ for salvation you know, and, and we, our church gave a incredible gift towards missions and, and it was just one of those generous things that you see and you go, God, thank you that we get to be a part of that. So we celebrated Christ's love by sharing his love through missions. And so last week, I think we took up 40 something thousand. So far, the big gift offering is at 51,916. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You can still give to that if you haven't already. Uh, you can give online. You can give. The table over here, the big gift table is over here. You can give. The baskets are there. And if you haven't given yet, man, that's a great, it's a great investment in the mission that we have as a church. And so, so the question comes up about Christmas time. So question mark, Christmas time. You know, what is it and when does it start? And so when does it start? And oftentimes that comes up, you know, and I kind of joked about it, but some people think it starts, you know, back in, you know, Halloween. I don't know, you know, whenever it starts and for different people, it's different times. Maybe it's whenever the Christmas tree goes up. And for you, you know, if you have a live Christmas tree, you have to wait a little bit later. You know, if you have a artificial, you can put it up. And so for some people, it seems like it never ends. There's Christmas stuff up all through the year. But the question is, uh, you know, when is Christmas time? Is it a season? And, I, you know, I think this, you know, that it is a season. You know, things are done every day. They lose their special qualities, if you will. And they're not, they don't seem to be as, as important. And so Christmas time is a season, and it's a season where people begin to change and they, they feel things a little bit different. There's a lot of emotions tied up in uh, the Christmas time or the Christmas season, if you will. Even the holidays. If, if we back up to Thanksgiving, you know, just the holidays, you know, there's oftentimes a, just a little bit different feel whenever you get to the holidays. People, their emotions are a little bit higher. Maybe, you know, what you're going through you know, the first Christmas without a loved one, that can be a very emotional time, very tough time. And uh, for some of you, it's, uh, it's, it's tough. It's a tough season. But it doesn't have to be all that tough whenever we change our perspective. And so I want us to kind of look at a couple of things. We talked about this a couple of weeks uh, back, that the true meaning of Christmas is love. That's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's God's love for us. God loved us so much, he sent his son Jesus into this world to live 
and to die for our sins, to go to the cross for your sins and my sins, my transgressions, my, you know, the, my issues that I battle and that I could not overcome. That's why Jesus went to the cross. Same for you. And so that, that's a great picture of it. And we, we shared the passage, John three sixteen. Well, this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. What a great passage to claim, you know, and a great truth to claim that God loves us. And so that's what Christmas is about. Jesus leaving heaven to come here. It says God sent his son to the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. What a great statement. Look at this next one here, Christmas time. So what is it? Man, it's, it's, a, it's a time with all kinds of different focuses, really, to be honest with you. But it is a time. You know, what, what made it uh, so important is, is that God, you know, he brought about change. Man, there was incredible change and stuff that took place. But it's a time to love. It's a time for us to love. There are times whenever we, we show our love, like with the big give. There, there are some of you that whenever we, you know, we give financially, man, we're, we're wanting to show our love. Nothing says I love you like cash, right? Whenever you get your cards, you know, do you open them up looking for cash, no cash? Oh, it's just a, it's a Christmas card. Okay, well, thanks, you know. But the thing is, is when we give money financially, we're showing affection. We're showing love. When we give gifts, we, hey, we give these gifts because we want somebody to know, hey, you know what? I love you. And so Christmas time is a time to love. And there's a, there's a, maybe there's a little bit more love going around, it seems like, at that time of year. You're more generous. Maybe you go through a, a drive-thru or, you know, or whatever, and you, maybe you go into a restaurant. I don't know, but you, you say, you know, it's Christmas time. I want to give a bigger tip. I just want to bless somebody. These people are working hard. I want to bless them. And there's a more, a little bit more generosity. But it is a time to love. And so whenever we think about God's love, you know, and how it's affected us, then it ought to affect us as well. And so it's a time to love. It's a time to maybe look around at people and, and realize how blessed we are. You know, we think about our, our family. We think about our kids. We think about our spouse. We think about our, our mom, our dad, our brothers and sisters. And we go, you know what, man, I'm blessed. And, and then maybe, the, I don't know about but for you, man, sometimes when I start giving thanks for my wife or my kids or whatever, man, I just get overwhelmed with a, a, a feeling of love. Man, I'm moved to tears at times. And so maybe that's the way it is for you, but there's, I mean, it's just a time to love. And look at what it says here. It says, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied to love the Lord. Love, you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. In other words, it's a time to love. Now you might say, well, Mike, that's every day. You're right. We're to love God with everything that's in us every day. You know, we are. But we also, you know, supposed to love our neighbor as well. Look at what it says here. It says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You might say again, Mike, that's every day. But there's something about this season, this time of the year. You know, whenever it begins for you, whenever it ends for you. You know, for some people, you know, Christmas doesn't start until December the 25th. That's when it starts. You know, and, and for others, you know, it's it's after Thanksgiving. It's the, whatever. And, and so there's a tenderness or whatever that begins to come. And maybe we start realizing, you know what, we're moving towards the celebration of Christ's birthday. And so maybe that's why we have this love in our hearts. But we're to love God with everything that's in us and we're to love our, our, our neighbor as ourselves. It says the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So here's the thing. We're to love God with everything you've got. Everything. All of your energy, we're to love God. All of our strength, we're to love God. All of our mind, we're to love God. With all of our heart, we're to love God, right? So with all that we've got, then we're supposed to love God. And so that's why I love, you know, with, with the big give. You know, people give 
money, like I said, which is oftentimes very dear to us. I joke about this. Whenever you talk about money, people act funny. You know what I'm saying? They, they just kind of start wigging out. And uh, there's oftentimes that they kind of go, hey, what's he talking about? He's getting personal now. Because, you know, you, we, we really here in America, we love money, don't we? Uh, we, we really like money, you know, and I wonder why we wear a wallet back here. We really ought to wear it up here next to our heart because it seems to be so dear to us, you know, and, uh, and, and so what, what happens is whenever we give financially, like I said, we're giving one of the most important things to our culture, you know, and, and God knew that, you know, what people would love money and oftentimes they love money more than they love anything else. But whenever we give it away, we're showing, you know what? I love people more than I love having this. In my life, I want to be able to bless someone. And so by you giving, here's the incredible thing. You're, you're buying Bibles at times for, for people, you know, in other parts of the world. Maybe in a translation that they can read it for the very first time. You're supporting a missionary who has left his family behind that maybe they won't be home for Christmas. They're overseas and their family is the people they're reaching. And so whenever we give, it, it is a time to love. It's a time to show love. It's a time to, to love people and to love God with everything we've got. And then also to love your neighbor as yourself. So how do you love, how do you love your neighbor the way that you love you? Because here's the thing. We love ourselves oftentimes enough that we, we care for ourselves. We, we, we feed ourselves. And so maybe there's things that we can do like ministry where we, we bless someone with food. Maybe we do something for them. Maybe we take their trash can back up. Maybe, you know, we rake their leaves this time of the year. But there's things that we can do just to let them know, hey, listen, I care about you. I love you. One of the greatest things we can do is what? Share Jesus. What a great season to share the great, greatest gift the world has ever received is to share the love of Christ. And so we've got an opportunity to love people, to, to love your neighbor as yourself, to, to go out of our way to care for them, to bless them, to encourage them. And so it's a great time for us to love our neighbor. And, and, and I don't know about some of you guys, but maybe at Christmas what you do is you, you get overwhelmed. You kind of get uh, worried about what you've got to do. It becomes a time where you're stressed out because you're thinking about what you've got to do. You got, you're thinking about, you know, presents that you've got to buy. You're thinking about what gifts you've got to wrap, what parties you've got to go to, if you get to go to any this year. And so it starts stressing you out, and instead of it being a season of excitement and fun, man, it becomes a season of dread and worry, and it doesn't have to be that way. It could be a time, you know what, I, it's an opportunity and it's a season to share God's love and to show God's love. And so here's another one, love your neighbors as yourself, and then look at this next one, love people enough to forgive them. We like to give gifts, right? You know, so what, what if we were to love people enough to forgive them? So whenever we forgive someone... You know, and you think about it right now, there may be some of you here that you go, you know what, man, there's somebody that every time he says that, this is what comes to mind, or this is who comes to mind. It's somebody that you're bitter towards, that you're angry towards, that you hate, you resent, you wish they would die, you hope that, you know, trouble comes their way, and we know, you know what, that's not of God. And so maybe for some of us, you know, that it would be a time to show God's love by Forgiving someone. Because God showed his love towards us in that he sent his son Jesus that we might be forgiven, right? And so maybe we love people enough to forgive them. And I would just say this, we love ourselves enough to forgive them. Because whenever I forgive someone or if you forgive someone, we're doing more good for ourselves than we are for them. Whenever we are willing to let go of some of the bitterness and the anger and the resentment that we're holding on to, that is eating us up like a cancer, then here's the thing is when we let that go, it's a gift to us, really. We can have peace in that relationship. 
we can know that, you know what, that relationship is right for the first time and maybe forever. And so we've got to love people enough to forgive them, not only for them, but also for us. So the gift that we give them is not just, you know, something for them, but it's something for us as well. So here's another one. Christmas time is a time of change. If we look back and we look into the scriptures and we see, you know, there was a lot of change that took place. You know, God had been silent for about 400 years, you know, and, and, and people were wondering, you know, what's going on? We have, you know, there's not a whole lot happening, but there was a time of change. There's an angel that appears to a young girl and tells her, hey, listen, you know, you have found favor with God. You're going to bear a, a child and he is going to be the child of the most high. And so her world has changed. There's this incredible change that takes place. There's this young man who was engaged to her who decides, you know what? Hey, man, I'm giving her up. I'm going to you know, kind of hand her off, you know, and kind of do this in a way that's discreet. And an angel appears to him and says, hey, listen, don't, don't be afraid to take her as your wife. And his life has changed, right? So Joseph has changed. There's some, angel, there's some angels that appear to some shepherds on a hillside. And these guys, man, their, their night, their life is changed. They hear this incredible proclamation from the heavens. And they go to find out if it's true. And they found everything just as the angels had said. And so there's changes taking place. There's a nation that has been searching and, and seeking and, and watching and waiting for this great Messiah, this promised one that all the Old Testament began to point to. And the miraculous you know, alignment of all these prophecies you know, is unbelievable, but it's fulfilled in Christ. And, and so they've been waiting for this. And then all of a sudden there's this change that takes place. And so, so Christmas time is a time of change. The people changed. You know, I mean, you got people that are, their lives are being changed and transformed. They, they, they hear, you know, the, the fulfillment of Scripture taking place from the heavens, and they begin to see it in front of them. And so there's people that are changed. Their lives are changed forever. Do you think about Mary and Joseph and just how their life was radically changed forever? And, and so the people changed. And then here's another, the community changed. You know, Jesus is born. You know, and there's these, these shepherds that come to see it. There's these... Kings or these wise men that, you know, have heard about that, they've read the prophecies, they see the star, they travel to see, you know, this king. You know, and there's change that takes place. Even in that, they had told the king about it. And they said, you know, and they were told in a vision, hey, listen, don't go back that way. Don't let him know where he's at. So their whole life was changed and impacted by being able to see this child. So the community was changed. The nation was changed. You know, when, this is a nation that was hoping that, hey, listen, we'll have a conquering Messiah that will come in that will set us free. And it was different from what they had expected. You know, they're under Roman rule and they thought, hey, you know, this will, this will change everything. But it did. It changed their nation. And, and later even, you know, this whole nation of, of people, but even like the Roman nation, whatever was impacted and changed. You know, the, 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 the emperor became a believer, a follower of Christ down through the years and the gospel just went forward and good news was, was changing lives everywhere. And it literally impacted the whole world. And so the nation was changed. The world was changed. You guys are sitting here today because of what happened at Christmas and this change that took place. And they began to share it. And people would talk about how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if anybody believed they could be saved. And so people have been saved through the years and they keep passing it on and leading others to Christ. And you guys are here 2,000 years later because of what what, what change took place that year? Even our calendar was changed. B.C. before Christ. A.D. after his death. So the whole world was changed because of this birth of this child. I love the statement here. It says everything changed. 
God went from silent and distant to personal and involved. He was actively involved. He was walking among men. So God is literally walking among men in the form of Jesus Christ. Telling the way. Offering hope. Sharing hope. Healing. Man, it's an incredible story when we look back at that and we go, you know, God, you know, you changed everything. And it, and it did. And so when we look into Isaiah here, it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. He is a great counselor. There's so many times whenever I've been going through life, man, I'll hit a tough season or maybe a tough time, and I'm going, you know, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know how to handle this. Man, I'll take it to the Lord in prayer, and the Holy Spirit will literally give me wisdom or give me the right words or give me, you know, a, a, a different focus. So he is a wonderful counselor. Mighty God. We serve a God who, who conquers all. Jesus defeated death. He defeated hell. He defeated grave. He defeated sin. And he offers to you and I eternal life. He is a mighty God. He is an all-powerful God who can literally wash away our sins. He can make us whole. He can redeem us. He can set you free. Maybe not, not like the, the, the Israelites were looking for, where maybe just free from the Romans, but free from the bondage of sin. And so we see that he is a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. We know that he is a loving father. He's an everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. And so whenever we look back at this, we realize, you know, man, what a great proclamation that we see in Isaiah that is fulfilled in Christ. Look at this. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. Now, I love this last part here. The passionate commitment of the Lord. Think about that. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. It's like what God said. God says, hey, listen, whatever I say is going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm committed to it. What if, you know, what if we could get our mind around that, that God is committed to this being a special time. God is committed to do whatever it takes to make sure that his will is going to come through. And that he's going to make that difference in our lives. And so Christmas is a time of rejoicing. If we look back and we look at the, the, the passages and the prophecies that take place, and we look to what Christmas is and what took place, I mean, it's a time of rejoicing. It's a time of, of realizing, you know what, it's good news. And that's it. It's God's good news. That's what Christmas is about. It's God's good news. God, God wants you to know, you know what, how you can be in right standing with Him. You can be saved. You can be in a, a right relationship with the God, God the Father. And you can have the Holy Spirit living within you who becomes that incredible counselor, that teacher, that comforter. And even your prayer warrior who prays when you don't know how to pray. And so what we have at this time of the year is incredible change that has taken place. And we get to celebrate that change. We get to celebrate, you know what, that we're no longer waiting and looking. I think back to the people who were they're waiting and looking. They were looking for, you know, for hope. They were looking for this Messiah. And let me just say this. There are a lot of people that are still looking. They may not be Israelites, but there are a lot of people that are looking for hope. They're looking for a Messiah. They're looking for a Savior. They may not be reading the Scriptures and, and searching for them there yet because they don't know where to look. But what they are doing is they're looking at you and they're looking at your life and they're looking at how you live. And they're looking at what you say and they're looking at what you claim. And they're going, you know what, man, I wonder if they know Jesus. I wonder how do they have peace or how can they handle, you know, all this is going on with this pandemic. How can they have peace and hope and still have a smile on their face? And they begin to want what you have. Because as believers, we become ambassadors for Christ, a representation of who He is, right? And as He is changing us and transforming us, you know, we're praying, God, use us for your purposes. 
We never know who's looking at our lives. We never know who is searching for good news. This past week, I got a phone call from a guy. He said, "He said, man, he said, uh, I, I'm, you know, I just did your annual uh, termite inspection at your house." I said, "Okay, cool." And he said, "Everything's uh, good, Mr. Mazingo. It looks great." And uh, he said, "All the stations are good." And uh, he said, uh, "I said, all right, well, cool, man. I appreciate it." And he goes, uh, "Hey, listen, on a personal note," and I'm thinking, "All right." What is that about? I was like, uh, what did, did I mess something up? Whatever. And anyway, he said, hey, listen, I don't know if you remember me. He said, but about 10 years ago, he said, you used to come into a, an a, a oil change place, uh, American Auto Lube, I think is what it was. He said, and uh, he said, I worked there. And he said, when I saw your name, I just smiled. And I'm thinking, okay. And he said, and I don't know if you remember me. He said, but you were just, you were one of those customers that meant that everybody wanted to see you come in. He said, you were a good customer. He said, you always treated us well, da 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 da, and you know. And, and uh, he said, it really, just meant a lot to me. He said, and so when I saw your name, he said, it, it just put a smile on my face. He said, I know that may be weird, and I said, no. I said, man, I said, really, I said, for me, I said, I'm a pastor. I said, I need to hear those every once in a while, and I said, I appreciate that. And so I was telling Lori, I said, you know what? You never know who's looking at us. I mean, most of you guys don't think about that when you go in to do an oil change, you know. Maybe you don't think about these people might remember you five, ten years later and go, hey, you know what, that guy treated me well. There's something about him, something about her that she's just different. And maybe they want to know God's good news. Maybe they want to know, look at this next one, a Savior is born. Maybe they want to know. Maybe they've been searching. Maybe they've been looking. You know, they, they want to know how can someone be this way or how can someone be different and we get to tell them, hey, man, it's nothing I bring to the table. It's what Jesus does in me. It's the change and the transformation that he brings to my life. And maybe for you, you know, you go, you know what, I, did, I don't think about, you know, people looking at me. But, man, other people are looking and they're searching. And they see that, you know what, you have peace. They see that you have hope. They see that you have joy. They see that you do rejoice. And so it's a powerful time of the year. Look at what it says here in Luke. I love this. We read this a lot during this time of the year. This is, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That's everybody, right? That's anybody that we come in contact with. That's what the scripture says. It brings great news to all people, great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. I love that. It's a time of rejoicing. It's a time of sharing. It's a time of telling people about a Savior. And here's the thing. It will bring great joy to all people, anybody we know. Anybody we know, it's an opportunity to share the hope with them. Look at what it says here in Philippians. We just covered this a few weeks ago. Always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say it again, rejoice. Now, Paul is saying, hey, listen, I'm going to say this again. So hear me. Hear what I'm saying. What he said, don't miss this. He said, hey, rejoice. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Always be full of joy. Always let your countenance show that Christ lives in you. Always. And he said, I'm going to repeat this. Rejoice in the Lord, man. Make sure that you have the countenance of Christ on you. There have been a lot of times through the years where I would meet people that were believers that, you know, you would think were pretty, you know, spiritually mature. Man, they, they looked like they had been weaned on pickle juice. I mean, they were just sour pusses. They're always frowning, negative, mean looking. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all know people like that? And they, they said, man, I love Jesus. They don't look like it though. You know, you say, hey, why don't you tell your face? You know, your face needs to know that. But, Here Paul says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. What a great year 
for people to see us doing that, right? As believers, they see us praying about things. They don't see us worrying about things. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so here's the thing is, as we are praying, as we are thanking God, as we are trusting Him, then the, the peace of God protects our mind, protects our heart. But it also, again, becomes a witness of what God can do in us and what He can do through us and what He can do in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of all kinds of chaos. We can have peace. And so we see, so look at this next one here. Christmas is a time of receiving. So there's a lot of things, you know, during this Christmas time, it's a time of receiving. I mean, most of you guys like receiving gifts, don't you? You know, most of you do. Now, some of you don't. Some people need to learn how to receive, you know, and, and I would say that. Some of us need to learn how to receive a gift. Uh, I don't know if you've ever got a gift and you didn't get somebody something. Does that ever happen? You know, raise your hand if that's ever happened. Awkward, isn't it? Man, it's awkward. I can remember in the middle school, I think I was in the eighth grade, and um, we get there, and I thought we were over that. I thought you didn't do that anymore. It's middle school, dude. You know, so we get to school. Now, when you're in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade and all that kind of stuff, you know, everybody kind of, you have to find something. You give lifesavers or whatever to somebody. And, but whenever you get to middle school, it's kind of like, hey, that's over with. And so one year, I get, I get there for our, our Christmas party, if you will, in our homeroom. And this guy comes, hey, Mike, I got you something. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Um. I didn't get, I didn't get you anything, you know, I didn't know we were doing this, you know, and then somebody, hey, Mike, I got you something. I'm like, all right, hey, I, that's awesome, appreciate it. And then I'm feeling, I feel terrible, you know, and, and so I didn't know how to re- just sit, receive a gift, because I'm thinking, I've got to, I've got to respond by giving a gift, and I didn't have anything to give. I wasn't a believer, I couldn't share Jesus with anybody at that point, but I didn't know what to do, and it was kind of an awkward moment. And so there are times, maybe you're like that, you don't know how to receive something. You don't know how to just say, hey, listen, thank you. You don't know how to receive a gift. There are a lot of people that don't know how to receive Jesus. They're always trying to earn it. You know, God said, hey, listen, I will give you the greatest gift the world has ever known. All you have to do is receive it. And we're like, well, I'm going to fix me. I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to read through the Bible this year. I'm going to go to church this year. I'm going I'm to start praying in the morning. I'm going to start doing all this stuff to make sure that I'm right and maybe then God will love me. And we forget that, you know what, God said, hey, listen, you can't do enough. The greatest deeds that you do are filthy rags. The best that you bring to the table is not enough. And so what God is saying, hey, listen, I'm giving you. I'm showing my grace and my mercy to you. I'm giving you this gift called salvation. I'm giving you, my son. I'm giving you the very best that I have. And we're, we're like, you know, hey, I, I didn't get you anything, God, type deal. And we've got to be able to say, God, thank you. God, thank you for your love for us. God, thank you for salvation. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for you being willing to show such great grace and mercy to me. And so we've got to learn how to receive a gift. And there's some of you that, you know, you've been going to church so long, you're still trying to figure out how you can be good enough or learn enough or have enough knowledge or whatever that maybe, maybe God will accept you. And he doesn't accept you for anything that you bring to the table. He accepts you for the fact that you receive Jesus, his gift, and you put your faith in him. That's what makes us right. And so there are times, and hopefully, you know, we will sing with the same enthusiasm that the young children were singing with earlier. Were they not singing with some enthusiasm? I mean, they were loving it. You can give it up for them, man. They did awesome. 
And so here's the thing is whenever we understand that we have, we have been saved by God's grace, we've been saved by faith in Christ, that's it. And man, we are able to rejoice. We sing the songs of praise. We sing the songs about Christmas and we sing them with just an incredible amount of passion because of what we know he did and that we couldn't do. So we got to learn to receive a gift. Here's another one. Giving thanks changes our perspective. And so whenever we come in here and we begin to give thanks, it changes our perspective. When we give thanks and, and we begin to just praise God for what he's done. Like I said, for me, whenever I, I give thanks for my family, my wife, or my children, or my friends, or, or even our church, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tear up and, and I'll begin to just weep just because I, I feel overwhelmed by how good God has been to me. I don't know about you if you ever feel that way. But, man, it changes my whole perspective. I begin to see things differently whenever I begin to give thanks. And so this is a great season and a great time to give thanks. Instead of fretting and worrying about all that Christmas says it should be through the media or through traditions, maybe if we look into the Scripture and say, I want the Christmas that God celebrates. I want to celebrate Christmas through the eyes of God. And so, God, I want to thank you. For your gift. And look at what it says. God's free gift makes us right with God. His free gift is what makes us right with Him. So when we receive this gift by faith, we're made right with God. I love this passage here. But there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. In other words, Adam's sin was not the gift that we wanted. You know, it was one of those where like somebody gives you a stomach virus type deal. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, thanks for the gift. All right, so this one... You know, Adam's sin affects all of us. As long as we have Adam's blood running through our veins, you know, we're born as sinners. We're in need of a Savior. And everybody, that's why it's it's great news. The Savior has been born for all the world to bring great joy to all people. And so here it says, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, talking about Adam, brought death to many. It brought death. We're we're separated. We We will breathe our last one day. Physically, and we'll die a, a physical death because of the sin of Adam. But we'll also breathe our last and we'll die a spiritual death separated from God because of the sin of Adam. But look here. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Which is what Christmas is all about. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. I love that. Look here. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we were guilty of many sins. And everybody in this room is guilty. Everybody watching online is guilty of the sins that we have committed. But Jesus comes in and he takes care of that. Jesus is the one that can literally wash away our sins. He is the one that can forgive our sins. He is the one that can make us whole. He's the one that can heal us. He's the one that can change us and transform us. He's the one that can literally write our name in the Lamb's book of life. And so look at this next one. Christmas is a time of giving. Not only do we receive, we give. And for many of us, it's a great time for us to give Him our life. He's given His life for us. Let's live for Him. I remember watching The Passion of the Christ for the first time. I was in a movie theater. And it was full of people. And man, everybody was weeping. And it was, it, it was, it was like some hard weeping. I'm people, like people uncontrollably watching this weeping. And I remember I had a big wad of Kleenexes and me, Laurie and I were sitting there and, 
And as I'm watching the crucifixion taking place, I remember in my, in my mind going, if he, can, if he could go through this, why can I not live for him? If Jesus could go to the cross and bleed out, take on all these beatings and, and be nailed to the cross for me, why can I not live for him? And so not only do, did God give his son, but we have an opportunity to give him our lives. to God, I want to live for you. I want to be your witness. John 3, 16, we read it earlier. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so, here's, here's another great gift. The greatest gift we may give this Christmas season is forgiveness. The greatest gift that we might give is that we forgive someone. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's your mom, your dad. Maybe it's an aunt or an uncle. Maybe it's a brother or a sister. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's somebody that you go, you know what, I'm going to give forgiveness. I'm going to offer forgiveness. You have no control over what they do with that. But here's the thing is the gift that you give them is the greatest gift that you can give you. Remember, we're to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. If you love yourself, whenever you forgive someone, you're giving yourself a gift. It takes away a lot of the stress. It takes away a lot of the tension. And all of a sudden, man, you have peace. And so whenever we give, we give to an offering, we give to people, we serve them, we bless them. But here's the thing is when we forgive them, man, that's when you really like Jesus. Look at this next one. We're never more like Christ than we forgive and when we give. Never more like Jesus than when we forgive and when we give. And so if we're willing to give forgiveness, if we're willing to offer forgiveness, and there may be somebody you need to call today and say, listen, I want to ask you to forgive me. And maybe you need to say, hey, listen, I have chosen to forgive you. They may not even know what you're talking about. They may not, may not even know that it was an offense. You've been keeping this record. You've been keeping this wrong. You know, you've been running this tally. And they're going, man, I, I never knew. But you choose to forgive them is also the greatest gift that you might receive. Here's some next steps. Next steps for me today. To see Christmas time from God's perspective. Maybe to stop, you know, looking at Christmas as traditions, or maybe to stop looking at it the way the world promotes it, but to maybe look at it through the eyes of God and say, you know what? It's a time of change. It's a time of hope. It's a time of truth. It's a time for freedom. It's a time for healing. It's a time for forgiveness. It's a time to offer Christ to the world. And for us, maybe we begin to say, you know, God... Thank you for Christmas. And rather than seeing Christmas as this big hassle and, and this thing that seems to be bigger than life, we see it as a celebration. We see it as a time of rejoicing. Look at the next one. To receive God's free gift by faith today. Maybe for some of you in the room, man, you've never received Christ by faith. You've been trying to earn it your whole life. You've been working hard. You've been trying to do more, read more, memorize more, you know, give more. And maybe if I'll do enough, God will let me in. Maybe if I'm a good enough person, He'll accept me. And we've, maybe for the first time today you realize, you know what? Never be good enough. Not based on that merit. But by receiving this incredible gift, then I'm made right with God. And so for maybe for somebody in the room, maybe somebody watching online, you realize, you know what? That's me. I've been working my whole life trying to earn something that I can't get. But I can receive it by faith. And so maybe for you today, you say, you know, I want to put my faith in Christ. I want to be saved. I want to be changed and transformed. And I want to represent Christ well. And then here's the last one. 
to offer the gift of forgiveness. To offer the gift of forgiveness to someone. To offer the gift of forgiveness for you. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and just ask God what you need to do today. There may be some of you in the room here today that you've never put your faith in Christ. You've been trying to earn it your whole life. You've been working so hard, you feel like you get, you get a few steps down the road and it's like two steps forward and three steps back. I just can't ever seem to get there. So maybe today for the first time you realize, you know what? Man, I've been trying to earn this and it's a gift. I just need to receive it. Maybe if you're watching online, you've never received Christ, you've never put your faith in Christ. Let today be that day. And just say, Jesus, I want to ask you, if you will, Jesus, will you forgive me of the sin I have committed, and I've committed plenty, I've committed many. Will you forgive me? His answer is yes. Jesus, will you come into my life? I want to receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. And I want to live for you. So, Jesus, will you come and live within me? And if you believe that with all the faith that is in you, the Bible says you will be saved. So, Jesus, will you come and teach me how to live for you? I want to quit living the way I've been living. Then that's repentance. So, Jesus, will you come and live in me? Teach me. Equip me. Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? His promise is yes. The Holy Spirit is part of His promise. And so maybe if that is your prayer today, man, you accept the gift of salvation. You accept Jesus. If you've made that decision, man, we want to know. If you're watching online, you can text us. Text it to my my decision, the 94,000. If you're here in the room, man, we want to know. You can fill out a card. If, if you don't, if you if you don't mind, if you would just raise your hand and say, "Mike, I just prayed to receive Christ." Anybody in the room? If you just ask Christ to come into your life, man, I would love to know just so I can be praying for you. Anybody in the room? Anybody? So, Mike, I just put my faith in Christ for salvation. I received the gift of salvation. That tells me there's a lot of believers in the room. So let me ask you this: Is there someone you need to forgive? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a close friend. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe you just need to forgive yourself. The hardest person to forgive sometimes is ourself. You've done something in the past. You've beat yourself up for long enough. It's time to forgive yourself and have peace. Receive the gift that only comes through Christ. Father, I thank you for meeting with us today. Lord, I pray that there are, there are people out there online or either here in this room. God, that they understand what Christmas time is about now. They see it through your eyes. They see people through your eyes. God, they love people the way that you love them or either they're willing to let you change that. So God, I pray that you would just, uh, I pray that you'd bless our church this year as we move through this Christmas season. God, I pray for the Christmas Eve services that everything that we say and do, God, would honor you and it would, it would be Christmas through the eyes, God, of God. We, we just pray that we'd be able to do it in a way that honors you. So Father, I pray for all these families. I pray that you'd bless them. I pray that they would receive your greatest gift. Thank you for meeting with us today. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for forgiving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for such an incredible message, Pastor Mike. If you just made a decision to follow Christ, we want you to know it's the greatest decision you have ever made. And we want to help you with your next steps. If you'll text the phrase, my decision, to the number 94,000, we would love to help you as you began this journey with Christ. Now we're going to bring our tithes and offering to God.
I want to encourage you to trust God completely in this area of your life. And we do that through our giving. Now, we've made this super simple. You should see a link on the screen and in the comment section to the Journey Church Giving page. There you can return God's tithe and your offering. If you need help learning how to give online, we have several videos on our YouTube page. Your giving allows us to continue to make an increasing impact for the gospel. And so take that step right now and allow God to bless your obedience.